Welcome to the Freedom Chaser Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Today, we are super excited to have Hannah Klein. She is the franchisee of First Class Real Estate Rosebud Group in Florida. And we're going to be talking about working with new agents and things of that nature today, Hannah. We're, again, super excited to have you on the show. I'd love to talk about the 30,000-foot view of your systems and processes that you put your new, new agents through. And we'll kind of dive deeper into it. Awesome. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. But yeah, I mean, that 30,000 view is really just going to be, we've got a very simple and easy system. We put all of our new agents through. So that way, when they get in, they immediately start our onboarding training, which goes over all of the basic systems and processes that they're going to be using on that daily basis. So it's going to go over how to set up their CRM, getting familiar with the MLS platform, how to write contracts all of those different things, and especially how to convert the different types of leads that we provide to our agents. So it's very, very simple and they get it right away. So it's not like they have to wait three or four days after they sign our agreements. They literally get it like minutes after they sign the agreement. And then we're starting the onboarding process right then and there. And then within 24 hours, I'm also personally calling every single agent that signs on with us. So that way I can start creating that personal connection with the agents too. So we find that that really, really works uh, between some automation and then also those personal touches that we provide. Very cool. So you guys sign a new agent, essentially they get everything right away, um, automated to them. They get a virtual oh, yeah, training absolutely. platform and then you're there to check in on them and be like, okay, how are things going? Um, <laughs> how does that tend to look? Where do people tend to struggle the most? Um, I'm sure that varies a lot, but. So it does. So, I mean, sometimes you have the agents who aren't as tech savvy, but again, because we make it, try to make it so simple and easy, and then I'm personally calling them. So that way, if they are having any struggles, I can be answering them right then and there, or it's just as simple as, oh, here's the new link, or here's um, whatever information you need to get on it. So, I mean, really most agents don't have any struggles because we've made it so simple and easy for our agents to get on. So your process in particular is extremely systematized, right? So essentially your agents are all running the same model. Could you give us a, a 30,000 foot view of that model as well? And we'll dive deeper into that. Yeah, absolutely. So once uh, we'll just say an agent's onboarded and they've gone through all of the online training and then I do an hour and a half or hour, hour and a half orientation with them. And that's strictly going over how to convert live connection leads and how those leads are going to be sent to them. So that's the main business model that we run with new agents is sending, getting them connected with live connection leads. So if you've never heard of those before, you've never worked them, basically what it is, um, they're internet leads that are provided through different platforms. And literally an agent is going to be talking to that lead within like two minutes of claiming it. So it's like an actual live connection call. They're very, very warm transfer leads. And we've got a very proven system that we teach agents on how to convert those and it can actually get agents producing very quickly because once they're talking to that lead, they're able to set appointments and they're able to start showing them properties within 24 to 48 hours of that phone call. So when we say we have a very systemized uh, proven method, we really do because if an agent is able to take a phone call and start showing properties, sometimes even five hours later, depending on that phone call, of course, 
they're able to potentially be writing contracts within a couple of weeks of even being fully signed or even licensed. So it's a very proven method and it doesn't matter if you are a brand new agent, you got your license yesterday, or if you've been an agent for 20 years, these systems do work for everyone. Absolutely. It's much easier to convert a live transfer than it is to go out hunting for them. So give me an idea here. Like, it sounds like you're almost throwing these people to the fire. So do you guys go over the script very, very heavily? Are you focused more on getting them the appointment first? Or is it a mixture of both of those? Because obviously every phone call you end with an appointment. But like, what is your priority first? So really, it's all in the same because in that script, you're setting the appointment. So we teach very heavily on that script because we know if you follow the script correctly, you're setting that appointment and you're getting in front of that buyer, whether it's in person or virtually. So the script works regardless of if your buyer is in location you're at right now or if they are currently out of state. So that's the whole idea is you're setting that appointment and you're showing them the property within 24 to 48 hours of that phone call. So again, it's all in the script and we teach very heavily on it because we know it works. And if you're doing it correctly, you're going to be converting. Cool. I got a curveball for you. So, I mean, I've worked a lot of these types of uh, leads as well. And what was funny in my area is I'd be like, oh, I'm looking for a rental that's $750. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't exist. So obviously we're in the relationship business. Every lead is valuable. But like, what would you teach your new agents to do with a lead that's like that? That it's simply like, if it's sub 1500, it's not happening unless it's a condo. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, Really, we focus more on sales and stuff, but again, we are a relationship business. So if we do get rentals or even maybe a buyer who's got that lower budget or maybe their credit score isn't quite ready to get that full pre-approval, we've got other programs that we get our agents connected with to provide them opportunities and to provide solutions to those buyers or renters or whoever. So that way they're still working them and rather than saying, hey, no, I'm sorry, you can't do anything. It's, hey, it might not be right now, but here's maybe three or four different options that we can do to get you ready to um, buy a house or do some other type of programs that we have. So we try to find a million ways to say yes before we say no. Absolutely. So cool. Yeah, I like to make the joke that real estate agents are uh, creative problem solvers. Um, We're not actually real estate agents. We just solve other people's problems. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's actually the job title I identify with the most. It's like if I had to pick one, I'd be like, I'm a problem solver. That's what I do. Um, And I think the people that solve the biggest problems make the most money. I mean, I think it's really that simple. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or my philosophy is problems aren't actually real. They're just opportunities to get a creative solution. So... I don't know, like once I started thinking that it kind of shifted my mindset on a lot of things because I'm like, no, it's actually not a problem. It's just an opportunity for me to find a creative solution on how to solve this challenge. That's exactly what it is. And the better you are doing that and the better you are at framing your mind, because a lot of people could fall down into the details in the real estate industry. You know, you could have three deals fall apart in the same afternoon. It's a wild roller coaster sometimes. Oh, but being yeah. able to hold that frame of mind and be like, hey, I'm in charge. I could solve this problem. There's always an answer is one of the hardest things, I think, like you, you see a lot of agents complaining about their day and it's like, look, you have problems to solve. Just go solve them. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I am very much that person to where I'm like, I just need to get it vented out. So it's no longer like rattling around in my brain. And then once it's out, I'll be like, okay, I can go and I can go solve it. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely with you there too. It's got to get out of my head, but then it's time to solve the problem. Um, I love this. So like, 
Absolutely. I'm super curious. Like you get these new agents, like what tends to be the biggest issues? Say the, the, the top two or three things. I'm sure there's a ton of commonalities that you see. Oh, for sure. Um, I'd say top issues is that sometimes agents like sometimes agents will just automatically start complaining about the leads or they worked live connection leads before, but they've never been trained properly on how to convert them correctly. And they'll just be like, oh, these leads suck. And it's like, no, they don't suck. It's just you need to learn a better way to convert them or you're just not following the correct systems on how we know how to convert the leads. So that's definitely a very common one. But I think you find that with any type of lead source that you get. They could, you could say the same, same thing about expireds or cold calling or whatever. You give a list of leads to agents, regardless of they're super hot or super cold, agents can complain about them. But again, it's if you have a proven method and you know that a company has a proven method on how to convert them, um, I just try to get them to say, trust the process as much as possible because we know it works because we do it every single day. Yeah. So I think that's probably like the biggest uh, one, especially with the type of model that we run is agents just complaining about leads. And I'm like, I promise they're really good and they will convert. Do you think the ones that complain about the leads are the ones that are more likely not to make it? Or is it something that you've been able to massage through and, and get them to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Honestly, I think it depends on the mindset of the agent because sometimes if they've had a bad experience and again, if they've never been trained properly on how to convert them, it can be really hard for them to want to continue working them or to take those opportunities. Whereas if they are like, once they get the training and they start to see like, oh, this does work or they get more coaching on it and they've got a coachable mindset, then absolutely they will do much better. But if an agent is so dead set on, no, these are terrible, I don't want to do them, or they don't convert, or any laundry list of things, then it's those ones are really hard to shift their mindset. And then at that point, I'm like, there's not much I can do if they're not going to be coachable. Okay, so this will probably be a challenging question, because it sounds like your systems are super efficient. But do you think it tends to be more mindset or habits that are holding people back in your system? I mean, really, it could be a combination of both, but I, so I have a background in psychology. I got my degree in psychology from college. So I'm a huge, huge, huge mindset person, um, like I said earlier. So I think mindset will lead into habits because if you've got a really good mindset on something, then that's going to help you develop really good habits. But if your mindset is so focused on the negative or like this isn't going to work, then it's really hard for you to get like good habits later on. So I'd say habits first because of that. Or sorry, mindset first. <laughs> well, essentially, it, mindset leads to habits. If you don't have the correct mindset, you're not going to produce the yeah. habits necessary to, to achieve the goal. That was a fantastic answer, actually, <laughs> especially because it was a tough one. I don't know how I would have answered that. So good job. Um, um, let's talk about mindset. When you're coaching somebody through this process, because I remember when I was first getting started, I'm second generation. My dad's like, you know, open the door. Um, that was all the guidance I got. Um, <laughs> I wish he told me like, hey, you got to fail a lot at this. Or, you know, there's a process of learning and there's going to be some time where you're working for free for a little bit before you make your money. And it sounds like your system probably not quite as long as most other systems. But like, how do you get people to get through that part? Because I feel like that's one of the most difficult parts, especially somebody that came from a W-2 before. It's like, oh, now I'm working for free all the time. What's up with that? Yeah, that's a huge one. So yeah, definitely mindset is huge in that one. 
And I just kind of go back to when I remember when I was a brand new licensed agent, because so when I got my license, I had only lived in Florida for six months. Um, I had worked in the real estate industry prior to that, but it was just as a transaction coordinator and a personal assistant. So it was more of the like admin uh, backside of stuff. So I was never licensed though. Um, so I knew a little bit about things uh, when I did get my license here. And then I just remember being like, oh, I think I know so much. And then as I started getting into it, I was like, oh my goodness. I have so much stuff to learn. So I tell new every single new agent, give yourself a lot of grace. Like you are going to fail and it's okay to suck at the beginning. Like you probably will. And that's okay. Like, just like I said, give yourself a lot of grace because there is a huge learning curve, especially if you're coming from a completely different industry. Uh, like we get a lot of agents that were previous teachers or law enforcement or nurses or um, a lot of hospitality or some other customer service, literally a million different other industries that get into real estate. So not all of it translates to sales or even uh, working in the real estate industry before. So a lot of it is really brand new and you do have to get used to it differently, um, especially if you are used to working like a nine to five, you no longer work a nine to five, you work 24 seven. <laughs> So I think that's another big thing is um, just really giving yourself a lot of grace and letting yourself like be okay with not being perfect at the beginning because that was my huge thing uh, that I had to get over for a while was I'm a huge perfectionist. I don't like failing. It's if I'm not really good at something, it drives me absolutely insane. So I always wanted to be perfect at it, but I also was like, okay, there's still a learning curve and it's okay. I'm still learning, but I'm also working every day to get better and I will eventually know how to do this very easily. So give yourself grace <laughs> if I can't say that For enough. For sure. It sounds like that was a very personal answer there. Um, do you still have that where, where you have a perfectionism and it's hard to give yourself the grace? Because I could relate to that too much. Like, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> How do you walk yourself through that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how do I talk myself through it? It's, I literally have to repeat, like, give myself grace, like, hey, it's okay. Or if I've never done something before, I'll be like, okay, I've never done this before. So it's going to take me a little bit longer to do it the first time. But every time I do it after that, I'm going to get a little bit faster. So there's things now, like the first time I wrote a contract, I'm pretty sure it probably took me like an hour to write my first contract because I was going through and then I was had like a million tabs open to make sure I had like all the info correct. And then now I can write them. Like I literally don't even think about it. I just go and do it. And so uh, that's something that I help new agents with is when it does come time to writing contracts, um, we've got a system that helps write it and I'll just be like, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, it took me forever. And I'll be like, it's your first contract. It's going to, but that's okay. You're going to get faster every single time you do it after this. So. I would be a bit concerned if they flew yeah. through the contract the first time through, which is like, wait a second, this is actually a legal document here. Um, you should probably take your time. On um, absolutely. So, I mean, I think what, I'm going to highlight something you said earlier. Like, I like to tell people that you're supposed to suck. Like, just embrace it. Like, this is part of the journey. You're not going to be great from, you're not going to hit the ground running. Like, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing amazing. And then I just throw some statistics at them. It's like, look, 90% of agents fail. Um, so, if you're not going to embrace the suckage, you're not going to do it. Okay? So, just, just go out there and it gets easier every day, right? 
Yeah, I think I can agree with that more because it's true. Really embrace the suck. There's going to be a learning curve and there's a learning curve with every new industry. So like me, if I went into the medical field, I should never do that because that is not going to be something I would ever want to do. But if I did and I started going into the medical field, like uh, my older sister is, I would be absolutely horrendous at it because it's a totally new industry for me. Whereas her, she would be like, oh, you just do this, this and this. And it would... So it's the entire same idea. It's, I just say, hey, remember when you first started doing whatever you came from? It took a little bit of time, but it's the exact same way. So it's okay. Very cool. So you had noticed or you had noted earlier that you guys work with a lot of first responders and teachers and things of that nature. I was wondering if you guys target those because I found that those are actually some of the people that I see transition into real estate with the most success, like first responders, police officers, military teachers are also good. Um, just curious, is that something you guys target? Is that an avatar you guys have defined or is that just kind of something that happened? It's just honestly something that just kind of happened. Um, I think part of it too is a lot of people are transitioning out of those fields of work and a lot of them transition into real estate just naturally because I don't know what it is, but it just seems like we start to attract those types of people. I don't know if it's just the type of uh, culture we have or whatever a type of business model it is, but it just seems that we do attract a lot of people from those industries, but no, it's not something we uh, try to target with. It just kind of happened. Okay. And then when you're training a new agent, cause you're doing all the onboarding and all that fun stuff, like what is the most rewarding part of the process for you? I think one of the most rewarding parts is when I get a phone call or a text from one of the agents saying, hey, I got my first lead, uh, we're going to show properties, or when they just even have their small wins um, over their big wins. Like, of course, when they get their first contract, I'm cheering them on and they get their first closing. Of course, those really big wins are super, super exciting. But honestly, it's when they do like the little things and the little wins and they'll be like, oh my gosh, it works. I think that's what really gets me is when they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And they get super excited because they start to believe in themselves and they get confidence because that's the other key thing that I have found is you don't necessarily have to know everything or be super knowledgeable about every single aspect. But if you've got confidence and you can confidently say and know what you're talking about, you can do literally anything in this industry because like I said, I literally lived in Florida for six months when I got my license. So I was literally talking to some buyers who knew more about the area of wherever house I was trying to sell them more than I did. But I acted as if I was the greatest agent in the world. I knew everything about the area. Of course, if they asked me a point blank question, I was very honest um, with my answer. But if they never asked me how long I had been here or how long I had been licensed, I never answered that because I never wanted them to feel that my short time living in this area was a negative factor or my short time being licensed. So if they ever asked me a question, be like, oh yeah, I can absolutely find out that information. And then I would go find out that information. So it's knowledge for me and it would go and help my clients out. But yeah, so I'd say just really be confident and you will do very well. 
No, that's such great advice. Um, you know, the way you say something is is more important than what you say. What you say is important, but I mean, the way you say something is even more important because you could defer anything in real estate. That's what I tell everybody. Like when they're new, it's just like you could defer any question you ever get. If you don't know the answer, just be like, hey, I need to talk to my managing broker about that. Or, hey, I need to talk to the listing agent about that. I need to talk to the buyer's agent about that. And I'll get back to you. So you could literally offload any question you want if you say that with power um oh, yeah, and, absolutely and i did that all the time or i'd be like oh let me go call xyz or whoever i need to and i'll get that info so i can make sure it's the correct information oh yeah i did that all the time and literally never had a problem with it absolutely and i love to tell agents like you are a relative expert even if you're brand new unless this person happens to be an attorney you know more about real estate than they do because you just took the 75 hour course or whatever it is nowadays um so you know more by default simply by passing that exam so you need to have confidence in your relative expertise and you know say things with power because it makes a big difference than not saying things with power because when you leave things up in the air um, your client loses faith in you and that's how you lose them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing is a lot of new agents, they get nervous. And of course you do, like, especially if you've never done this type of industry before. So really it's just practicing confidence. And I think the other thing is it sounds super weird, but when I took public speaking in college, my professor, she would say, go stand in front of the mirror and practice your speech. So I say the same thing, stand in front of the mirror, practice your scripts. Just practice those types of things to really get your conversations and it'll help you with objection handling and all that kind of stuff. And you can also see your own mannerisms when you're in front of the mirror or even record yourself. So that way you can just solely focus on getting the speech out. And then when you record yourself, you can watch it back and then you can see your mannerisms. Like me, I talk with my hands all the time. Like it's just a thing I do. But that's something that I would know more when I watch back my recordings or whatever I needed to do. So, yeah, I think just getting confidence and just really practicing down um, like your scripts so that way you really know how to handle things. Yeah, I got to dive deeper into this mirror thing. But first, I want to highlight something you said earlier, like the little wins. Um, those are like the most important thing. Like when you start to see the light bulb dim up and, and it turns on, like I like to say there's a light bulb. Once it's on, it's on forever. You're an entrepreneur. You'll never work for anybody else again. It's a matter of getting that light bulb to turn on, right? I mean, that's the challenging part. Um, I'd love to talk more about this mirror thing because um, I think it's really important. Um, so your speech instructor told you to t talk in front of a mirror and then it sounds like you started recording yourself too and, and working on it that way. Give me an idea of like how this evolved over time because I think this is extremely valuable. So it was something we actually had to do as an assignment. So we would have to either give our speeches in person in front of the whole class or we also had to record speeches as well for uh, for an assignment and then we would turn those in. So a lot of it just stemmed from that. And then now I do the same thing with a lot of my training videos that I make for new agents or if I'm uh, just making like an informational thing that I just kind of want to be like, hey guys, here's some piece of information I found super interesting from XYZ and then I'll post it in our Facebook group for our agents. So a lot of it has just stemmed from being able to just be very comfortable talking in front of people and then now just really practicing uh, just using video to share information. So it's done more to just 
using both platforms to share information. And now like I host trainings online, like a platform very similar to this one or Zoom for our agents. So part of it is just, I got very comfortable being able to talk to a larger group of people over time, whether it's live or um, like live over Zoom or in person. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't really highlight this more. I think it's so important for people to get on camera because you don't know how you look to other people at all until you start watching. Like when I started watching myself on the show, I'm like, oh my God, I furrow my brow all the time. I look pissed off. I'm just thinking, I swear. <laughs> when I go like this, I'm just thinking. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, half the time I look super angry. Like what's going on there? Um, there were so many things I identified just watching myself that I would never know about because you don't see yourself. You're not looking at the mirror all the time. And when you do, you're probably not communicating right <laughs> absolutely and i think that's a huge thing because we are so in front of people whether it's in person showing properties or we're at a networking event or we're virtually uh, showing buyers properties or even social media like whatever platform it happens to be we are such public people that i think learning how to you you're learning your own mannerisms and different things like that, I think are super important to start to recognize and you'll be able to really just better improve your mannerisms and everything overall. Yeah, and you'll catch things on a recording that you wouldn't catch live too, especially tonality and things like that. You're like, oh my God, I left that question oh, yeah. on an open loop on accident and it sounded terrible. Why the hell would you do that, Tim? Um <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's really cool um, when you start identifying these things. Like I like to tell people to record their sales calls and stuff like that and just give it a listen. And it's like, hey, you listen to any quarterback. How did they tell you they got really good? They said they watched a lot of game film, which is just them watching themselves and what they did wrong and how they can do it better next time. It's like you could do that with anything. Record yourself. Watch yourself. Look at what you're doing wrong because you're messing up. No matter how good you are, you could get better. And if you do that, like... The sky is the limit. Absolutely. You could accomplish anything you want. Absolutely. And I think the other thing too is like we can do that with our coaching calls too, to say like, hey, you said XYZ over this one. So if you had maybe changed the wording to this one or maybe changed your tone a little bit or whatever it happens to be, then we're better able to help coach our agents too if we're able to like listen to their calls. And we are able to on some of our platforms and we can be like, hey, that was a really, really good call. You hit all of the things on this one and that was a solid one. Or, hey, you maybe missed like one or two things here. It was still a good call and you still achieved your goal, but maybe you want to just change up this one. Or, hey, you totally bombed that one. I'm really sorry, but we need to fix all of these things. So, yeah, I think it's more of if agents don't solely focus on like, oh, I don't like listening to myself or it's super weird. But if you focus it more on I'm using this to help benefit myself and it gets me better and it gets me more transactions and contracts and closings. And it also helps my uh, conversations with uh, clients and different things then you can just really become better overall. So I think that's another big thing that we look for in agents and we find out very quickly is who's coachable and who's not. Because if we have agents on our team that are very coachable, even if they're not the best agents, but they're willing to work hard and everything like that, they will do really well over someone who's like, I'm the greatest agent that's ever lived. It's like, yeah, but you need to be coachable because you might be the greatest agent that's ever lived, but there's always going to be something new to learn. And maybe there's a new way of thinking about something that can help better improve you. 
Yeah, oh my. I mean, just hearing somebody say that just concerns me right away. It's like, no, that person doesn't exist. There's always something to learn. I would prefer to be the dumbest person in the room than the smartest. Um, so oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm the greatest agent in the world. How long have you been doing this? Six months. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are born with confidence, I think. Um, <laughs> it doesn't always go in the right direction. Um, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you, like, with the videos that I do, like, every 30 days, I look back, and I'm like, man, I used to suck. Um, it's just like 30 days could be a massive leap in, in skill set if you're, if you're doing it intentionally. It's, it's, it's absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other big thing that I tell new agents when they start to get into something new is just start doing it. Just do it. Like, be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> And I think one of the big things for them is they get so focused on, oh, what if I do suck? Kind of going back earlier, it's you're going to suck. It's okay. The first time I ever did a video of whether it was a training video or something I posted on social media, it was atrocious. Like it was not good at all, but I just did it. And then I posted it and I didn't know and stop overthinking it. I think that's another huge thing that a lot of new agents do is they start to overthink it and they start to get so focused on, I need every single thing. I need all my systems in place. I need all my like templates and whatever things that they're trying to focus on. They need, they're so focused on making those perfect. And honestly, perfection is the killer of profit. Yeah. Someone told me that, or it was in a book I read. I can't remember, but that's honestly has stuck with me because if you're so focused on making it perfect, then you're focusing on something that's probably not going to be making you money. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the huge thing is getting agents. If you start mostly focusing on your money making activities and make your systems good enough to move on. We have that uh, joke that we say between the first class franchise owners is make it get mo G E G E T M O mm -hmm. good enough to on. And as long as you are always doing that, you're going to be changing your systems all the time. Mm -hmm. Like our onboarding, we change that monthly, honestly. <laughs> we're always like finding some new little tweaks because we're like, hey, we get feedback from our agents. So it'll be like, okay, hey, we had 10 out of the, the 15 agents. They were having this problem. So we need to make this little bit of a tweak or mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be. So you're always going to be changing your system. So if they're perfect, then they're going to be not perfect in probably 30 minutes because you're going to find something else. Yeah. It should always be a fluid system. There's always room for improvement. That is without question. Um, I love what you said. I was going to literally say the same thing. Perfection is the enemy of progress. If you're, especially on video, yeah, because you are not going to like how you look or sound no matter what, because you don't look like you do in the mirror. Unfortunately, you don't sound like you sound to yourself either. So you're going to have to get used to that. Um, <laughs> It's just part of oh, the Oh, yeah. Now it's, I don't even watch the videos. I'm like, yeah. I know what just I said. So if I was close enough, I'm like, just post it. It's good enough. I don't care. They're probably not even going to be paying attention to half of it. But I know I did it, and I just keep doing it. And now I'm super comfortable on it because I've just done it so many times. And now you can make them really fun and do all the silly trends and stuff. But really, it's just start doing it. Absolutely. And don't make, worry about it being perfect because it's not going to be. Yeah, nor is it supposed to be. I steal this quote from one of our guests all the time, but um, Kent Clothier said, ignorance on fire beats knowledge on ice. 10 times out of 10. And I'm just like, oh yeah, definitely. Because um, <laughs> you're going to learn more by doing it than a book would ever teach you, right? So, I mean, you might as well Absolutely. go out there with, with a trail of blazing, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, and I think that's something that we try to get our new agents uh, very quickly is out there doing business because I can train you to death, 
But until you start doing something, you're never going to really understand why uh, we do things the way we do, or you're not really going to understand like why I would say, hey, do this in this situation, because until you're in that situation, you're not really going to understand it because I can tell you, oh, you can negotiate a deal 10 different ways to Sunday. And next thing you know, you're like, Hannah, I'm in this situation. Um, how do I do this? And be like, I told you this two weeks ago, but here you go. So let's <laughs> redo it. So I think that's the other thing is just learn enough so that way you can get out there doing business. And then you'll start to learn more information as it becomes relevant. Because if you get so overloaded and bogged down with information at the beginning, honestly, I feel like that is a way to impede agents and getting them producing. Because if they're like so overwhelmed with options and things that they can do, then they'll be like, I want to try everything. And it's like, no, you should probably only try like one or two. One or two. Get good at one thing. Get amazing at one thing. That's actually the best way to do it. Um, and conceptualization is totally different from reality. Like it's never going to go out the way you think it will. Nothing ever will. Um, <laughs> no matter how detailed your business plan is, you're going to get some curveballs. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. My business plan changes all the time because I'll be like, okay, we were doing something really, really well in this. Okay, now because we're doing this, then we can get to this level or we need to make some adjustments. There's all new things that you're going to do. Like my business plan when I was an agent changed probably daily because I'd be like, okay, I got really good at this. Okay, let's focus on this now. So yeah, it has to stay fluid. Absolutely. Cool. So what are your guys' goals? What is your vision for the next 12 months or so? My vision for the next 12 months. So we have, oh crap. I should know this number, but I don't. Um, we've got... Uh, almost a hundred agents, I think at our office, but don't quote me on that. Cause I haven't checked the roster today. <laughs> um, but honestly, we want to just keep hiring agents and we want to get our transaction numbers higher. And I think with that is we're in Georgia and Florida. So we're trying to get those numbers higher and really it's just getting agents to do deals consistently and also helping with our retention numbers. And I think part of it too is we've started changing up how we're doing some of the coaching. So we're doing a lot more one-on-one -on -one coachings or even group coaching calls with the agents. So that way they um, can see like, okay, it's not just me that is going through this problem. Um, we're also getting back to doing in-person events, which we're super excited for because I think a lot of agents uh, were starting to miss that, especially over COVID when everything went crazy uh, virtual. Um, we do run virtual models, but I think there is something to be said about being in the same room with people who all talk real estate together, even if it's once a month or once every other month or something, just to kind of reconnect with all those people. So those are a lot of the goals we have and really just um, building more partnerships with our vendors because again, we're able to start doing that more and we're super, super excited for that. Awesome. I think you're absolutely right. There's very few things that compound faster than the power of a strong network. So those um, networking events are, are amazing opportunities, not only for you to recruit new agents, but also to just meet new agents, right? You provide value and then, mm -hmm. you know, people reciprocate eventually. That tends to be my goal. Um, very cool stuff. So obviously you're recruiting in Florida and Georgia. It sounds like you have a very systemized, very regimented system that gets people rolling quickly. If anybody were out there, they wanted to reach out to Hannah and get started, what would be the best way for them to do so? Um, I mean, you can call or text me on my cell or you can email me. Um, 
you can send the carrier pigeons, smoke signal is the joke I always say, but I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you want me to give my contact details over? Oh, we could put them in the notes for you. No, no worries. So yeah, there just you put go. Them in the notes. <laughs> we'll put them in the notes. Um, cool. So Hannah, I mean, this has been absolutely tremendous. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. And to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. Um, go find a real estate brokerage that has a system that could just plug you in. It's a lot harder than saying, hey, you have 30 different options. Go choose one. It's a lot harder to figure out which one works. So find something like Hannah's. Do so within the next seven days and tell somebody that you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.